Thanks for calling Nelnet. This is Trev. May I please have you verify your first and last name? Yes, my name is Nasa Kidney Ross. Um, I would like to pay off my full balance today. Okay. All right, to confirm today on December 31st of 2019, you are authorizing a one-time payment um, of the total of $3,198.90 um, from your checking account Indian. Um, yes. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. All right, that um, transaction has gone through. Um, so are you confirming that my balance is now zero? Right. Thank you so much. And again, congratulations on paying off the loan. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, is there anything else that you need? Um, no, that's it today. All right. Thanks for calling in. There's a quick service Thank you, you. Can take. I appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day and good new year. Thank you. Happy new year. Bye. Jose? Yeah. Yay. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, welcome back to The Wishing Well. I am Jose. I'm Sunday. And it is New Year's Eve 2019. Everyone is freaking out uh, on social media. It's a new decade. Sunday and I were just talking about how 2020 is just such a cool name. We're never going to have... For a year. For a year. We're never going to have such a cooler uh, a cooler name than, than this one, in my opinion. I don't know about you, but... The Roaring Twenties. The Roaring Twenties. But 2020, 2020 flows better than any, any other year that I might witness <laughs> in my life. Um, <laughs> sorry. We're testing new mics here since uh, we're in the middle <laughs> of production uh, for Pump on a Boy. I'm actually doing the sound uh, for our friends at Juan County. And so I brought the lab, which I've been taping to actors <laughs> for like... <laughs> Um, I was gonna say two weeks. It feels like lo it's super long. But it's only it's been, been five days, <laughs> and yeah, now I I know why they complain. <laughs> like this this sucks. God, if you want to touch it, you guys can hear that little rustling. That's what I have to get rid of constantly. Uh, but anyway, today's topic is is gonna hit hard uh, because you guys just heard uh, that phone call was real. That happened at around noon today we made our final payment and debt payment debt payment <laughs> yeah <laughs> to uh for our student loans and what that means is we're officially debt free um we don't even have a mortgage so we're pretty much like 100 percent debt free at this point uh, yes we love it uh it feels great and <clears throat> one of the questions we wanted to answer i guess the main question we wanted to answer this podcast is what is the role of debt in, in, in financial, well, I would say financial freedom, obviously, if you want to be financially free, we can talk about that. But what is the role of debt in creative freedom? How does that, how does having debt or not having debt affected? And we're going to take a pretty hard stance on this one, I feel, um, because, uh, <laughs> I mean, we, for the past two years, we've been kind of going crazy, <laughs> like trying to pay debt. Um, and so we, at this point, we hate it because it's taken away so much money and you guys are going to know exactly how much. Okay. So I'm going to go, I'm going to run through the numbers real quick Sunday. Um, okay. You, you're okay with doing that, right? Yeah. All right. So we've paid, um, 
So, so what happened was maybe we should give them a little bit of backstory. Yes. Um, we were going through premarital counseling, and because um, you know we're gonna obviously get married, and we thought it was a great idea uh, to do that. And uh, you know, I've always been kind of stubborn with money, <laughs> to say the least. And our friend and pastor, Brad Schmidt, shout out to Brad kind of sat us down one day and you know he gave us the the little not a pamphlet but he kind of gave us a little breakdown of the things we were going to talk about you know uh talking about you know what you know the first session would be about uh you know just getting telling our stories the second one would be you know about in-laws or uh you know children so each section was kind of divided into a specific topic and then one day he told us well, the next one's gonna be money. Are you guys about to do do any big financial, make any big financial decisions at this point? And uh, we were thinking of actually buying a house. Uh, <laughs> now, snapshot, back then we had, and I have the number here, around uh, $31,478.04 in debt. Um, and we were about to buy a house with actually no money. We didn't really know how we are gonna get the down payment something I really wanted to do. Uh, and Brad kind of just told us, hold on a week. Because, you know, it was a weekly kind of session meeting that we were um, programmed and, and, and that he, he wanted to do. So we, I just waited a whole week. Um, so what happened after that Sunday? What happened when we met? So I guess something we mainly talked about with him is like... Um, like what steps we need to take to reach like financial wellness, I guess, like as a couple. Um, and we also talked about how like, and like, I guess the the motivation behind talking about that is because um, like there's so many statistics on like the biggest cause of like um, relationships, like having conflict, like for marriages specifically is like uh, arguments about money. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of why he like really wanted to educate us on that um, and give us a little bit of like tips and stuff like that. Um, so we kind of talked about like the Dave Ramsey baby steps, which I think we'd already heard about before from one. Yeah, one of uh, our, our brother-in-law. Yeah, our brother-in-law kind of like told us about it. So we kind of like had a small background, but um, he like walked us through all of the baby steps, which if you guys know Dave Ramsey, it's like his... His um his baby his <laughs> his baby steps his steps to like how to like reach your goals financially, um, and so like the main the main uh first step is paying off debt, um and like he has this what is the second step first well, first step wait, is a thousand dollars but yeah well yeah the first step is to get like an a thousand dollar emergency fund. Um, and then the next step after that, which he sort of walked us through is to like line up all your debts from like smallest to greatest. And then it's called the debt snowball. So basically just to give you guys like a quick rundown, like you pay off the debts from smallest to largest. And like the, the meaning behind this is to, um, the, like the main reason behind this is that it's psychologically, it's like very fulfilling because you pay off the small debt and it's usually like easy to pay that one off and it like gets you motivated and then once you pay off the next one it's motivating and then like once you have the largest one left 
you kind of just like go at it with all you got. Um, so we really like took that to heart. Um, and that's what we've been working on for the past like one and a half years, I guess. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit more than that. Um, and, and by the way, when people do this method, this, this program, they go kind of crazy. They go way yeah. crazier than us. We, um, we, we went pretty crazy though. We were pretty crazy. I was looking at our budgets from, you know, a year, year and a half ago. And our income was really, really low. Yeah. Um, there were some points where, you know, Sunday might have been the only one bringing in money that month. There were points where I was the only one bringing in money. Um, and so we we did this. We paid again thirty one thousand four hundred seventy eight dollars uh, and four cents um, with uh, a very slim salary. I mean, our, our salary might be a little bit different now. Um, what was like the range? Would you say? I mean, of com- I, I can't combined. give out too much information. Oh, when you're working at Starbucks, and I was working as a teacher, um, I mean, our income would go from three to four thousand dollars a month which is not not too much uh there were some months where we were at a, a three thousand dollar range yeah um and and i mean even when you take like take home sometimes it'd be like 2800 mm-hmm. uh, so it did get tough you know we did have some things that we had to pay for we cash flowed our wedding um which you know wedding can get expensive during this time yeah and we uh, I mean, that happened in LA, so we had to fly out to LA and we had to do all these things. So, um, also, we made three bedrooms, our, our feature film, debt free. We did not get any loans or credit cards for that, which I feel really proud about. Obviously, we had the help of multiple, multiple people mm-hmm. uh, to make that happen. And obviously, Wish Creative currently runs debt free. So, you, you're going to. You kind of already know where we're heading with this, with our idea of creative freedom and the role that debt pays in in, in an artist's life. Please. Uh, did I say pays? Yeah. <laughs> Please. Sorry about that. Um, so my main my main thing and my main point here, and this is something that I'm really gonna hone in later, and I'm this is like now my passion is to instilling you this idea that financial freedom and financial independence is ultimately the key to creative freedom. Uh, When you decide to be an artist, I think one of the main things that you you might not be thinking about because, you know, it's kind of obvious, but you're not thinking about it too much, is that being an artist is a risky business. And so you already have a lot of risk entailed with just wanting to do what you want to do. I mean, being an artist is one of the only professions where you decide what you are doing, right? Like when you make a painting and it's truly your creation and your creativity, you are dictating the terms, right? And so it's a very freeing experience, but with that, it is risky because at the same time, you have to take your art and you have to sell it and you have to monetize it in a way that makes sense, right? So that you can still, you know, remain alive and keep doing that. Um, and what that does is that it steals, it steals your creativity. It steals your cash flow, and it dictates where your 
money is going. Your dollars already have a predetermined place to go. And because you're doing that, because you're chasing after your past self, right? You're not investing into your, into your present self. and You're definitely not investing into your future self. And so because you have these commitments, you're paying for past things that you've already spent on. There's no, there's no room for you to be able to invest in yourself and in your art. And to me, I think that is a killer of artistry. It's a killer of freedom because, I mean, guys, this number right here, $31,000, that, imagine if I had that money, just a big lump sum given to me with that money. Um, I'm not saying I would do this, but I could potentially just make a feature film with that money. And the truth is that that money went to pay for things that I've already spent on. Um, in our case, a lot of it was for student loans. A lot of it was for credit cards. I mean, only a little bit of it was for a, a car that we had bought, which in and of itself is a depreciating asset. It's something that you literally buy it and as time goes, it literally drops like a rock in value. Um, and so we don't, you end up paying for something that it, it's not an asset at that point. You know, it's an asset is supposed to accrue money. It's supposed to gain value and, you know, potentially cash flow in the future. That's, that's not something that uh, cars do. So it was $31,000 of dead money that we had to just kind of close our eyes and, and run through and, and, and get through so we could come on at the other side. And at this point, Sunday, I want to ask you how you feel, but my main feeling right now is that of contentment, is that of a sense of peace. It's just, this, it's just different. Like even today itself has felt different <laughs> than most days um, because I know that I have freedom and I have a little bit more leverage to do the things I like, uh, mm -hmm. which I think that in the first place doesn't allow you to. I mean, you, if you're listening to this and you're an artist, that's exactly what you're chasing. Um, you're chasing freedom. You're chasing the opportunity to do the things you love to do, but you can't because you've already made those decisions. And it's the same idea that, you know, artists are disorganized and artists um, are a little bit scatterbrained. And because we are like that, we are terrible with money and with scheduling and, and, and with being intentional with something sometimes because we just kind of want to be creating, but it's that same mentality that's keeping us from creating. Um, I keep thinking of this as, you know, if, if you didn't have to pay anyone for anything you could just be paid forty thousand dollars a year to make any art you want you'd be really happy right and mm -hmm. and you would have that space to be able to create anything you wanted whether it's a you know whether as as simple as a studio artist you know you could make a living you could be um alive and paint every single day of your life if you had that money and the truth is that most people don't chase after the ability to have financial freedom. Most people chase actually the opposite way where because we're kind of disorganized, we end up getting into debt and end up getting into chains that at the end of the day are handcuffing us and not really letting us work on the things that really matter to us. Um, I think also like mentally it can really hold you back. I mean, at least for me, because 
I feel like for me, I've, I'm kind of like tend to get really like stressed out and like anxious. Um, and I feel like when, when you have debt, like when it comes to just like everyday financial decisions and like paying for things, mm-hmm. it can get a little stressful because you're like, oh, do I spend, I could spend money on this thing, but like, what about my debt? You know what I mean? Like, it's always just like looming over you. But when you don't have it, like, you don't have that thing looming over you anymore. It's kind of just like, you feel a little bit more like you can spend your money freely on like, things that you're actually going to be paying for rather than like, paying for like, your negative... Yeah, you like just, your negative number to go back to zero, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, the fact of the matter is that this talk is not really being had at any point ever. Um, financial literacy is <clears throat> just like the, encountering someone who knows anything about finances and being able to talk about like, okay, what are your plans? Um, what do you want to do? And most people say like, oh, I don't know. I'll just kind of figure it out. Um, it, I mean, it's crazy right now. People don't, and, and you might be at this point right now, which is actually good that you're listening to this and, and maybe getting a little bit more information. Um, but those, that mentality of not really being able to look at your finances and deciding what to do is what eventually captures you and makes you become a normal person in the United States. You know, I think 74% of people in the United States are living paycheck, paycheck to paycheck. Meaning if they miss one paycheck, uh, they're in big trouble. <laughs> uh, and, and we know people like this. I mean, people close to us and people who we love. And um, our encouragement is always to, to think of, of a better life. Uh, and there's no way around it. I don't want to sound like money is the, the ultimate thing, the ultimate God that we chase after because it's gonna solve all our problems. I honestly don't think money solves all your problems, but the one thing that it does give you is it frees up everything for you. It frees up your time. I mean, if again, mm-hmm. if you had that money that, you know, a, a lump sum of money that you could invest and in that could give you back some money so you could live in, uh, sorry, so you could uh, live with, you would have, practically all the time in the world to do anything you wanted to do yeah I agree um I also think like another thing that people should realize is that like Jose and I it's not like we have like crazy salaries or like um like it's not that this is like unattainable is what I'm trying to say like we we're like average people living in like Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> like paying an average. Fort Lauderdale rent, is make, average. Making average, like <laughs> not too crazy salaries. So like, I just find that really encouraging because I feel like for me, like sometimes when I see other people posting about like their their like savings and like paying out their debt and stuff, like I feel like it can be easy to be like, oh well, it's easy for those people because like they make a lot of money or something to like assume that. But, like, that's honestly, like, not the case for, like, a lot of people. I think it's really about just, like, being determined about your goals and, like, making a plan and, like, just being very committed to it and, like, committed to yourself. Definitely. And I've heard people that 
say, well, it's easy for you. You're young. Um, you don't have kids. Like that's a huge thing I've heard is you don't have kids. So you don't have these expenses that I do have. Um, and the, the truth is, yeah, we don't, we don't have kids. Um, but there are so many people out there that you can research who, I mean, if you, if you, we'll talk about Dave Ramsey in a second, but if you ever listen to the Dave Ramsey show, there are families of like six yeah. families of 10 who are screaming, I'm dead free, you know, and these people were probably, you know, making anywhere from $40,000 to $60,000. And these are big families and, and, you know, they're paying tens of thousands of dollars and calling the show and say like, I did it. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is you, uh, you got yourself into debt. I got myself into bed, into, into bed. <laughs> I, got my, I got myself <laughs> into, I'm, it's funny cause I'm actually sitting in a bed right now. <laughs> I got myself into debt <laughs> and just like I got myself into it, I can get myself out of it. Now it's definitely harder because I think wandering into debt, it's really easy. Wandering out of mm-hmm. debt is definitely, it's a trail. It's really hard to, mm-hmm. to do. Um, but you have to be responsible for the things you've done and you have to be optimistic about what the future holds. Um, because at the end of the day, even though you are the problem, you cause this problem, you're also the solution. And when mm-hmm. you see yourself as a, as your biggest asset and the thing that can get you out of, out of the troubles that you're in, um, I think that changes your whole mindset and now you start going after it. Uh, Sandy, what are some things some tools that um, helped you get out of debt? Um, I mean, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, but we use the app called Every Dollar um, to track our expenses and, like, make our budget. Um, And I think this has been, like, extremely beneficial for us because every month we're able to sit down and, like, plan our budget for the month. Um, And then once that's set... I mean, you're good to go, like, as long as you are able to follow it. And I think, like, mm-hmm. having the app is, like, super helpful because you're able to um, track all your expenses there. And, like, you can see, like, a little, um, I don't know how to explain this, like, a line mm-hmm. showing, like, the line is, like, the it's whole month. It's kind of like a buffering thing. It, what do you I call it? Like a loading. It. Yeah, it's, yeah. like, a line. <laughs> and then it's showing you, like, it's, like, green. And then, like, it's showing, like, a little section of like how much you spent so far in the month and then as the month goes along the line is like increasing Mm -hmm. and I I don't know I just feel like for me as like a visual and like person that needs like tangible things to like um like tangible tools I feel like that's super helpful because you're able to see like oh this is how much I have this is how much I have left right um so that's been super helpful for me so I want to pause this for a second. So every dollar is what we use. There's also a couple other software that you can use or apps. Mint is um, yeah, one I've, of them. Yeah, I've heard about that. I don't, I, I try to use it. I don't find it as intuitive as every dollar. I think every dollar does a fantastic job because it's so easy. And it's free too. And it's free. So you don't have to pay for it. Another good one. I know it's, this was not free, but if you can invest $7 a month into this and it's eventually going to get you out of debt, then I think it's worth it. Uh, it's YNAB, uh, which um, stands for You Need a Budget, uh, and they have a, a they're a terrific company. They have a, a, you know a podcast and, and a blog and all these things, all these tools that you can tap into. 
uh, to help you uh, budget. Um, our weapon of choice was every dollar, but I, I do want to say that budgeting is like the one, the key. The key. It's like it 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 is amazing. If if you don't have a budget, I'm ninety nine percent sure you're not gonna get out of debt. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Uh, I think what it allows you to do is it paints a picture, right? It lets you see where your money is going. Uh, and, and at this point, you might be scared, <laughs> right? Like people could could sit down and, and try to figure out what they're spending. The truth is most most of us think that we're spending less if we just if we do like a mm -hmm. like a mental accounting, right? Like we're just like, oh, yeah, I spent around that much, um, you know, in, in, in groceries, right? Um, we try to be really optimistic, but the, mm -hmm. the truth is, you know, some of us have to... Um, stop having a negative cash flow like so many of us are like you know uh, we have this this optimism that oh yeah i'm i spend about what i earn which is first of all not a good place to be you you know generally you want to spend less than you earn um but some people think like yeah i spend around the same amount of money i earn uh when really you know the credit card statement might tell a different picture uh might show a different picture might tell a different story um, so being real with yourself is the, the most important step here. Yeah. I think that's the first step for sure. Like, I think it's, it can be really like shameful and like embarrassing, um, to like confront your debt at first. Um, and like. I don't know. Like, I know I'm the type of person that, like, hates confrontation. So, like, yeah. I think, like, coming face-to-face -face with that can be, like, really difficult at first. But, like, I think something that's important to realize is just that, like, the past is the past. Like, there's nothing you can do about what's already been done. Like, you can only, like, look forward and, like, um, try to make a plan for your next step and, like, what you want to do. Right. So I feel like that's something that I've heard that's been like really encouraging for me. Right. So yeah, the first step is again truth, uh, being uh, bringing in the numbers and looking at them in the in the in the face and staring at them, um, and then deciding where each of your dollars is gonna go. Right. That's mm -hmm. the point of every dollar. Give every dollar an assignment of what it's gonna do this month. Um, one thing that people really get wrong about budgeting, this is the last thing I'll say about it because this is a whole topic that could go for days and days is that, you know, you set your budget and, and it's, it's dictating a hundred percent all the time. Every single month that Sunday and I did this, we changed the budget. Even oh, yeah. if it was a couple dollars here and there, you have to, um, and this is what, um, YNAB actually talks about rule number three of budgeting in, in YNAB, um, is you roll with the punches okay things are gonna come up you're gonna forget about things and it's okay as long as you're being intentional with your money because intentionality is the key to getting out of debt i think the second thing the, the big tool here uh, other than budgeting would be choosing a method to pay off debt so if again um we, we've actually kind of stepped out from the dave ramsey camp and we're going to talk about <laughs> what we're kind of doing way later on uh, in this podcast. But Dave Ramsey has just the, the first three baby steps are just so uh, good. And I think everyone should follow those uh, to a certain degree. 
Uh, so the baby step one is getting a thousand dollars in an emergency fund, right? So because when you're trying to get out of debt and you know you leave the neighborhood and your transmission goes out or you have a flat, you get a flat tire or something really unexpected that's an emergency happens to you, you want to have a little bit of space. <laughs> For us, it was <laughs> actually getting into a car accident, fender bender, that cost me actually $1,000. I mean, that drained the whole emergency fund. But it's really good. I think if you're really bad at finances and you consider yourself someone who's just bad at it because that's just your nature, uh, seeing $1,000 in, in a bank account gives you so much power uh, to keep going. And then baby step two is paying off all your debt. It's the one we just completed. Uh, and you're, uh, you basically list your debts from smallest to largest. Uh, again, like Sunday mentioned, uh, this works really well because when you see your first debt disappear, that gives you so much momentum to keep going. It's really, mm -hmm. really fun to do it like that. It gets yeah. more boring towards the end because now you have yeah. like the big biggie debts <laughs> that you have to pay off and you're like oh my gosh this is gonna take months and months but i mean the first one could take no time so yeah you basically pay obviously we do want to mention this you pay your minimum on every other debt that you have don't oh, yeah. don't let them go into collections or something <laughs> like that make sure you you pay your minimums and then you you attack the first one um and the, the coolest thing about this thing, this method, and I, I don't, I don't, I'm just ast astonished about how the math really works out here. But you, once you pay that first debt, you don't have a minimum on that anymore. So you take that minimum and you apply it to the next one. And so as you start kind of paying more and more debts, you start freeing up a lot of cash flow and a lot of cash that you can eventually apply to the largest that towards the end. Uh, and so it gets easier. It gets easier as time goes on because you're liberating this cash flow. Uh, and, and it's, again, picking up like a snowball does. Yeah, I think also it's when it comes to the last like big, big boy. The big boy. <laughs> it can also be like, even though it's like it slows down and it's like challenging, I think it's also motivating because it's like you start looking around and you're like, okay, how can I how can I earn more money to like pay this off quicker? Or how can I like sell something to like right. make money to pay it off quicker? Like I think in that sense, it's also motivating because it's like you start coming up with creative ideas of like how to expedite it. Uh, a lot of the money came from places like OfferUp. We sold um, a lot of stuff. I, um, I even told my students the story. I, while I was being, when I was a school teacher, I actually worked part-time at a yogurt shop and it was it was a really nice yogurt shop like it shouldn't <laughs> not be called not frozen yogurt. not frozen it's like a cafe yeah it's it's uh, a cafe very gourmet and it, i don't know it's it's a very nice it's like an organic yeah organic and uh like they made the yogurt in the shop i actually then, worked there also right and i worked there first yeah as and a second sunday, job and then sunday referred me to I, I got that job so quickly it was kind of astonishing but i would literally <laughs> I would wake up at, <clears throat> I would wake up, I don't know, like at seven and no, no, probably like 6.45 or something. Anyway, I would have to be at school at 7.30. I would finish at 3.30 and by five, I've had to be at my second job. And then from five to honestly midnight, I would work midnight? that second. Yep. 
um, I mean, usually the store, I mean, the store closed like at 10 or something. And it took a while for us to, you know, wrap up. And then at midnight, I would be home and then got like six or seven hours of sleep. And I did that for a whole month. Yeah, we both, I mean, we did a lot of stuff to like, we, this has been like a journey. Like we, we've sold stuff. We both worked extra hours, second jobs, side hustles. I mean, what else? <laughs> Everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't... We tried a lot of things. We also made a lot of dumb financial decisions on the way there. Um, but... What do you mean? I, th- I mean, we're not optimized 100%, you know? In paying um, off the debt, you mean? As we were paying off debt, we also, like, made some mistakes along the way. Oh, okay. That's okay. what I'm trying to say. So it's okay to, like, sometimes mess up, but... Um, yeah, the it, again, it's not going to be an easy thing to do. That definitely sucks. And um, paying it is probably one of the hardest things I've done um, because it took a little bit of time. But I'm sure that I, I really do feel bad for people who have hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. And you really try to do the Dave Ramsey baby steps because you're going to be paying that for four years or so. Um, most people finish, you know, baby step two within what, like a, like a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just incredible that, um, yeah. you, if you set apart just a year and a half of your, of your whole life, you can become free, uh, from the chains of debt. Yeah. I think it's crazy that like what we did in a year and a half, people spend like their whole lives doing it's true and it's not like i mean i think there are exceptions like of course there are people who like like we are very privileged like i i won't i won't lie like we don't have kids we don't like live like some of our friends in la or new york and have like crazy rents that we have to pay yeah. yeah like we're very privileged to like not have those things and those are like huge advantages for us um but at the same time, like, it is very attainable. And there's plenty of people who, like, aren't achieving their, like, debt-paying goals. And it's it's not because they're not capable of it. It's just because they're not, like, getting organized and, like, getting committed to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you definitely have to be intentional about it. If mm-hmm. if this process has taught me anything, is is just being intentional with your money. If you're at a place where you feel like you have no idea what's going on, like, that's okay. Um, let's work together. So again, this podcast covers a, a, a lot of different topics, but uh, we really want to start, you know, in 2020, we really want to help you get out of debt. And we really want to help you set up a, a life that you love because money is a tool. And it's one of the most powerful tools. I mean, the fact that you have to realize that money is running your life. Uh, the way that people handle money, how you handle money, how your family handles money, the way your company ha- handles money, it all is affecting your your standard of living. Now, I, yeah, I will say that a lot of decisions that about your personal well-being might not be directly impacted by money, but it in in over, in, in in a big picture it is. Um, how much money uh, you have. And how much access you have will end up determining your freedom. And you can be kind of mad about that, but that's just that's just kind of the rules of the game at this point. This is how the 
how the game is played. And um, our, our goal here is, again, to, to help you uh, get in a position where you can have that creative freedom. And this is definitely a one of the bigger conversations uh, that we want to have. So having said that, I want to help you do it. Um, if, if you feel like you need a little bit of guidance, guys, I gave you like a 1% look at all the things that have, that, that could potentially affect money and the way that, um, that will affect your creative freedom at the end of the day. Um, but again, if you are stuck and you don't know where to begin, Hey, just, just send me an email. So my email is Jose at wishcreative.co. And honestly, like let's set up a time to talk. Let's set up a time to, um, figure out how, how we can help. Uh, because again, uh, money is, is, is taboo. I recognize that, but being able to get in a community where we can talk about those things and, and maybe that's even the first step before budgeting is just recognizing how taboo the whole money topic is and tearing the curtain and saying, it's okay to talk about it and mm-hmm. let's figure it out because, because, you know, the reason everyone sucks at money is because no one's talking about it and no yeah. one wants to talk about it because everyone sucks at it. It's just like yeah. this, like, it's like, it's this like feeding loop. Circle. Yeah. So, um, definitely want to do that. So having said that, I want to leave you with this. Your creative freedom is dependent upon your financial freedom. Uh, make 2020 the year where you dump all your debt. And if you can't make it happen in one year, because yeah, these, these numbers can get pretty crazy. Just start in 2020. Let this be the beginning of you achieving financial freedom so that you can make way for creative freedom so that you can work on that stuff that you want to work on so that you can create a life that is ultimately fulfilling and where you're working towards projects that matter to you, that matter to the community, because you are depriving your community, you're depriving your audience of your best work because we are done with money. And, and so look at that problem in the eye and say, you're not going to take away my ability to communicate with other people and impact other people's lives just because, you know, I've done dumb stuff in the past. So thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to The Wishing Well. If you like this episode, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This will help us reach other people who might also enjoy this content. As always, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at wishcreativeco. You can also read our weekly blog at wishcreative.co slash blog. See you around. See you around.